welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, thanks. We're going to talk about uh, diabetes again. We're going to talk about glucan-like peptide-based therapies. These primarily affect glucose control through uh, slowed gastric emptying. These agents have as an advantage that they do not usually cause hypoglycemia, at least not in the absence of therapies that would otherwise cause uh, hypoglycemia. They need to be used carefully in patients with renal failure, but otherwise they have some pretty major advantages. They usually started at a low dose and then slowly uh, advanced. Uh, The reason for that is that many of these do cause initially uh, some GI side effects, but they're they're relatively common. And, you know, if you start low and and move up, uh, they're quite well tolerated by patients. The problem is that there are a number of these GLP-1-based therapies and is rare that someone has tackled the question of, is one therapy, no matter what it is, is one NSAID, is one whatever, better than another? So you found a poem that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2022. It starts on page 1075, and it attempts to answer the the question for a, a particular type of patient, and that is for patients with type 2 diabetes who do already take metformin, which additional drug is most effective at reducing microvascular and macrovascular cardiovascular events? So we're not looking at a surrogate marker like a glycated hemoglobin. We're looking at micro and macrovascular events. Mark, what can you teach us here? Well, there is a separate publication that looks at the glycemic outcomes, but I find that much less interesting, as, as you alluded to, than the actual macrovascular cardiovascular outcomes. So yeah, this was a study the long overdue. They recruited over 5,000 participants with type 2 diabetes. They were all diagnosed in the last 10 years and were all at least 30 years old. Everyone was taking metformin, and they did an active run-in period where they tried to titrate folks up to a target dose of 2,000 milligrams per day. At the end of that period, eligible participants had a hemoglobin A1C between 6.8 and 8.5%. Then they were randomly assigned to one of four therapies. Uh, First, insulin glargine, 20 units daily, adjusted upwards. The sulfonuria glimepiride, beginning at 1 to 2 milligrams, up to 8 milligrams a day. Liraglutide, which is a GLP-1 agonist, and titrated to up to 1.8 milligrams per day. That's an injection. And DPP-4 inhibitor, citagliptin, 100 milligrams daily with the dose adjusted based on renal function. So at baseline, the average age was 57 years. 20% were black. Most were being treated for comorbid hypertension and hyperlipidemia. They followed them for an average of five years. And there was actually no difference between the groups in microvascular outcomes like albuminuria, peripheral neuropathy, or renal impairment. Their main outcome was a pretty broad composite that included cardiovascular death, non-fatal MI, non-fatal stroke, unstable angina or heart failure requiring hospitalization, or the need for revascularization. So this composite did occur significantly less often in the liraglutide group, the GLP-1 agonist, 6.6 versus 9 to 9.6% in the other groups. Hazard ratio was significant for the liraglutide versus citagliptin comparison. They also had a numerically lower rate of major adverse cardiovascular events 
than the other groups, although those weren't statistically significant. So in this study, the GLP-1 agonist, liraglutide, was consistently the best second drug to prevent cardiovascular events in patients already taking metformin. A limitation, of course, and I think uh, probably our listeners have thought of this already, is that what about the SGL2 inhibitors, the flozin drugs, dapagliflozin and the like? Well, they weren't in the study because at the time the study started in 2013, they weren't FDA approved for use with metformin. Um, so there have been other analyses. We haven't had any direct head-to-head comparisons, but a couple of network meta-analyses have done indirect comparisons of the GLP agonists and the SGLT2 inhibitors, and they appear to be pretty similar in terms of reducing cardiovascular events, and both are clearly better than the DPP-4 inhibitors. So I think one of the main takeaways is that the glyptin drugs, the DPP-4 inhibitors, are significantly less effective than GLP-1s, and probably SGLT2 inhibitors as well. What we need now is a head-to-head of GLP-1 versus SGLT-2. The negative of uh, the liraglutide is that it uh, is injectable, and there are a group of patients that just are yeah. uh, needle-phobic. But if they're willing to take it, it's also associated with some weight loss, right? So that helps yeah. too. Yeah, and the there are oral versions of GLP-1 agonists now. You know, they this was an again they started in 2013 when it was only an injectable, but there are oral versions of both drugs. And um, yeah, so I think uh, my main takeaway is the DPP-4s um, probably not a great choice, and the SGLT-2s and the GLP-1s is a much better choice. And the other question is, should these be the primary drugs? And that would be another trial. Ideally, we'd have a trial of Uh, metformin versus SGLT2 versus GLP-1 as primary therapy. It may be, and we don't have any direct evidence of that, but it may be that they're actually better than metformin as an initial drug. On the other hand, metformin's well-tolerated, been around forever, uh, safe and cheap. You you don't see the drop in hemoglobin uh, A1C with these drugs that you do with with metformin. So it may mm-hmm. be, again, it's a surrogate marker, and it's less important if, if the argument is made that these other drugs have macro and, and microvascular advantages. But if you're measuring uh, the uh, hemoglobin A1C, mm-hmm. it may be that you need to stick with some metformin as well. Yeah, and that's certainly what we recommend currently and what the guidelines recommend. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk in a week. Okay. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. 